Kyle Sondland and Herbert Konings are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome back, tokenizers, to the Security Token Show. We are taking over once again. I know you didn't think you'd see us again, but you are. My name is John Pittman. I have... Megan Nybold, and we are here, episode 145. We are having funds in Miami. Ooh-wee. Yes, and we are. we have a sponsor this week. Who is it? I'm a little bit biased, but it is the Security Token Market Crowd Fund. We have some very exciting announcements coming up, but I don't want to get too far into that because John is going to cover that towards the end of the show. So Absolutely. stay well, tuned. Well, toast to that. Uh, I do have some beef on that, but before we get there, let's dive into our top five. Uh, starting with number one, we have word coming out that last week, Wednesday, the SEC initiated a probe into the way crypto exchanges are handling the growing problem of insider trading. According to Fox Business, multiple crypto exchanges received notices from the SEC trying to investigate how virtual asset exchanges are grappling with insider trading. I would say a good reason for this is probably due to the high amount of high profile cases around crypto and NFT scams. The SEC is open to tighten compliance around the industry and is already asking crypto exchanges to register if they are selling security tokens that are not registered in order to sidestep penalties. Okay, I like that. So at number two, we have Goldman Sachs. They are trading their first ever Ethereum derivatives products. Goldman Sachs is offering this product linked to Ethereum. The bank executed its first trade of Ethereum non-deliverable forwards citing Marx Financial as its counterpart in this transaction. With crypto turmoil aside, Goldman has acknowledged that this is detrimental in pushing increased participation from major banks looking to embrace cryptocurrencies. Institutional interest in crypto has led to platforms dedicating a focus and providing increased services into this market. Goldman originally pushed off the idea of creating a trading desk dedicated to digital assets in 2018 due to regulatory uncertainty. But Goldman has since opened its crypto trading desk in March of last year, offering Bitcoin futures contracts. This move by Goldman follows the bank's first trade of over-the-counter Bitcoin options almost 16 months ago. Companies will gain exposure to the underlying crypto asset without holding crypto. The derivative contract pays out cash based on the price of Ethereum. Users will also benefit from improved counterparty risk management and improved capital efficiency, as well as increased reliability due to liquidity and access being restricted to end users. And this actually comes after Bloomberg, who additionally expanded its coverage of cryptocurrency data on the Bloomberg terminal. I will say, though, John, stock market's a bit of a bloodbath. Gas is $6 a gallon. Inflation through the roof. I feel that it's hard to specifically critique crypto when nothing is really doing great. So this is not financial advice, but well, now's the time to see how things will pan out. Honestly, you know my, my big saying, <laughs> life is hard and it's not getting easier, <laughs> but you just got to keep your head down. And uh, Golden's well, going through it, but let's go to top number three. Uh, number three. So 
Like we said, life is hard. Well, there are some other people having a hard time. A group of unhappy investors of Terra tokens is bringing a class action lawsuit against Binance, the American arm of the world's largest crypto exchange. The lawsuit, which was filed Monday in the Northern District of California, accuses the company of selling unregistered securities in the form of Luna and its twin token Terra, also known as UST. Over 2,000 investors also claimed that misleading advertisement by the exchange is what made them lose their savings. The basis of this lawsuit is that by being an unregistered broker-dealer in the United States, Binance U.S. and the senior management effectively breached securities law. The plaintiffs alleged that the exchange deliberately marketed the trouble project because its parent company, Binance, had previously invested in it. The 72-page complaint also claims that Binance falsely advertised UST as safe and fiat-backed, which resulted in disastrous consequences for its customers. In other words, the company is being accused of misleading investors about the terror network. If the lawsuit is successful, it could be, go a long way in defining the legal status of decentralized finance, otherwise known as DeFi. And that's something that federal regulators have been able to do thus far. A lot of questions, but we do have some good news at number four. German Volksbank, Kasseline EG, and Neofin clear the way for tokenized securities. The German Volksbanken cooperative banks were looking into crypto offerings and wallet solutions for private customers. They see the market demand and are directly taking a stand in this emerging market. In fact, Volksbank Hesseline is going one step further into the future. The Lower Saxon Institution wants to offer tokenized securities and is cooperating with FinTech Neofin for this purpose. In addition to this, the bank's board of directors also wants to launch its own tokenized co-investments. They are taking a strong position in being early to tokenization market, and they are in fact leading the way for Germany. The tokenization space is really coming in hot on a global scale. Head over to the tokenizer for the full report on this. No, Wills has a report out. Jackson Blau has a report. Jackson Blau, real estate report. That's just bonus. That's just bonus. That's bonus. I'll just head into number five. So MoneyGram. We all have heard of MoneyGram. They're one of the largest cross-border money transfer platforms out there. Well, they made a commitment to the cryptocurrency sector. The company has now unveiled a payment channel that will be powered by stablecoins. Through this service, it will be possible for users to send USDC stablecoin payments globally. The stablecoin payments facilitated through the network can be withdrawn as cash by the recipients. Cash out functionality will, will be launched, I think, by the end of this month. Oh, okay. Uh, the company is also planning to boost the adoption of these new services by having zero transfer fees within the first year of operation. I think that really eases the friction to getting people involved. CEO of MoneyGram, Alex Holmes, says that if a country like El Salvador is going to make Bitcoin seamless with U.S. dollars in their country, he thinks that consumers through MoneyGram should be able to transfer Bitcoin to El Salvador or transfer dollars and convert them to Bitcoin. But that's it for the top five. Let's hand it over to Jackson Blau again for our industry updates. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jackson Blau community manager here at Security Token Market, and today I'm bringing you the latest industry news that you need to know. Let's get right into it. As beautifully covered in our main topic last week by Kyle and Herwig, we saw one of the most innovative and sure to be controversial bipartisan acts to date get introduced within the U.S. government. In this, we saw Senators Loomis and Gillibrand of opposing parties come together to provide much-needed clarity to the digital asset space. Today, I'm going to be looking at one nuance in the bill that may sound awfully familiar to you. In this proposal, the CFTC, or Commodity Futures Trading Commission, is granted regulatory power of the majority of digital assets as they will be viewed as commodities. However, this isn't without a key exemption. This exemption calls for cryptocurrencies that are offering financial rights to be regulated as securities. This means that any, any cryptocurrency that underwent an ICO and took money from investors who were seeking to make money from others' work 
will be regulated by the SEC. This sounds a lot like the first formal version of a, of a security token in the US. Across the globe, in Asia, we had the multi-billion dollar consulting firm, Accenture, conduct a new study with fascinating results. Coming on the heels of them being named a leader in enterprise blockchain services by Everest Group, they have continued to live up to the label by conducting studies in the blockchain space. One in particular found in Asia that more than half of affluent investors hold digital assets. In their study, when they're talking about digital assets, they're referring to cryptocurrencies, stablecoins, crypto funds, security tokens, and asset-backed tokens. Asia has tended to adopt blockchain more willingly than us in the United States, and this figure shows just that. Also in Asia, we have a company that is going to be capitalizing on this interest for digital assets. This company is OSL Digital Securities. They're the largest digital asset platform in Hong Kong and the first to be granted types one and seven digital asset licenses by the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission, or SFC. Just this past week, they announced they will be working with interactive brokers in a new agreement. This new agreement aligns two international powerhouses and will help to usher in cross-border settlement of digital assets. OSL will be leveraging inter interactive brokers to offer virtual asset services in Hong Kong. This partnership is truly set to shake up Hong Kong digital assets market. Next, we're heading over to Nigeria. Here we have seen Nigerian Exchange, or NGX, announcing they are planning to use blockchain for settlement by the year 2023. After Nigeria recently issued instructions on offering digital assets, it's great to see NGX Group capitalizing on the efficiencies of blockchain compliantly. To me, this almost resembles a similar partnership between, uh, between the Security Token Exchange, or BSTX, and International Exchange, or ICE, which was covered in our main topic back in episode 129. In both cases, we've seen the leading stock exchanges begin to dabble with blockchain settlement and tokenized stocks. NGX is really focusing on helping younger investors get educated on blockchain and ultimately be presented with more compelling investment opportunities. That's it for me. Thanks for listening. Here's Jason with your STO updates. And as John likes to say, I'll catch you all next week on the other side of the blockchain. Hello, tokenizers. I'm Jason Barraza, and welcome to the STO updates section of the show. Let's jump in. Now, let's start in China, where we have the rich glory coin. Success Plus Global Limited is currently doing a capital raise through tokenized debt, which will be used for the expansion of a Chinese oil field and increase oil production capacity. RGC tokens are debt tokens and come with perks. They have $25 million worth available, 4.5% interest per annum, and they're payable semi-annually. Keep in mind that there may be restrictions due to securities laws. For our US and friends wanting to invest, you'll have to be accredited for this offering. Find it on Securitize's primary market platform. Now moving over to Canada, we have Finhaven. They have an issuance of the Stardust FNFT, which has been securitized, fractionalized, and now offered to Canadian accredited investors. The sale is in increments of $1,000 with a total value of 2 million CAD. It represents the Stardust music video, an award-winning music video, and will be a part of the Black Rose TV series soundtrack. FNFT holders get 90% proceeds from an NFT sale, 60% royalty from the music video revenue streams, and an ownership share in Black Rose. That's all for me. On to Sam for the market update. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has continued its descent, now hovering around the $13.25 billion mark. 
Since these tokens trade 24-7, 365, yes, you could even buy them on a national holiday, such as Juneteenth. Three Arrows Capital, or 3AC, however, are not able to, well, they're not able to buy anything right now. The most recent domino to capitulate in the crypto markets, this hedge fund is exploring asset sales and other options after suffering heavy losses amid a broad sell-off in cryptocurrencies and digital assets. The hedge fund had roughly $3 billion of assets under management in April before the stablecoin Terra USD and its sister token Luna suddenly collapsed. While Three Arrow was able to weather the Luna losses, a subsequent cascade of events led to a selling contagion that has destroyed the value of a number of coins and projects in the crypto space. For context, in November, crypto's total market cap was nearly $3 trillion. Now it stands at a mere $910 billion, according to CoinMarketCap. As a result, some lenders have been demanding full or at least partial repayment on loans they extended to crypto investors. 3AC is part of this. Compounding the, the problem are raising it, rising interest rates, which makes riskier assets sell off. It is clear that many of these funds are extremely over-leveraged and got caught up in the hype of the bull market. Rather than practicing proper risk management, some of the biggest crypto hedge funds have been caught with their proverbial pants down, and creditors have come knocking. This is potentially the beginning of a cascade of large funds to capitulate from the most recent market conditions. We can only hope that the market stabilizes, but there's definitely volatility to come. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week, and I will see you next Monday. Wakey, wakey. Welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Bankoff. Yashoda Hospitals partners up with Decentraland. And yes, this is real. They acquired a parcel of land in Decentraland, and they're going to set up an experience zone to mark his 30 plus years of healthcare service. And when the Metaverse regulatory norms mature, Yashoda Hospitals intends to offer healthcare services to people in the Metaverse and create employment for them as well. Next we have for the first time in history, the NASDAQ bell was rung inside the metaverse. The company Journey and its really famous metaverse officer, Kathy Hackle, rang the NASDAQ bell Friday for their public offering. The company is pioneering the way we view the metaverse and I'm so excited to see what this leads to next. Moving forward, Arizona State University is jumping inside the metaverse. They filed several metaverse-related filings with the United States Patent Trademark Office. The institution intends to launch non-fungible tokens for event tickers, the artwork of landmarks that can be spotted around the campus, banners, and even university diplomas. But this is what I think is the coolest part. The university also wants to offer NFTs for videos of sports highlights and other activities. And to finish up, the Sandbox Metaverse announced its official partnership with the film producer Lionsgate and its partner Millennium Media. The Metaverse will help the studio build a Web3 destination for its popular action film content. And to start, they will launch an exclusive land named Action City, filled with voxelized characters from fan-favorite franchises. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Gogh. Who's All up right. What we got? Who do we have? Okay, companies of the week. I have chose mine being Goldman Sachs. They are really leading the way for tokenization. They have taken, um, you know, back in April, they announced that they were exploring the tokenization of real assets. They have a whole company dedicated to almost building out, uh, you know, an end-to-end -end tokenization asset infrastructure, supporting the digital life of, you know, multiple assets, 
on permissioned and public blockchains. Um, so they are really just taking a huge step in tokenization. I feel like they haven't gone totally vocal with it yet, but I feel like it's going to be there. They're building out the infrastructure. And uh, yeah, shout out Goldman. You're, you're taking a stand in crypto, securities, um, really leading the way. So that's my company of the week. What is, um, they, they've got to position themselves. They don't want anybody else passing them up, but they don't want to go loud yet. I kind of right, respect but that. It's also, you know, being right at the starting line, a little ahead. When when things take off, they'll be ready. Okay, dope, dope. Well, um, like she said at the beginning of the show, we are going to talk some more about security token market. And first, we're going to start talking about them because they are my company of the week. They have announced their crowdfund, I think, back in October 11th. I think to mark their three-year anniversary, that was a big day. That was actually my first two months with the company. So I got a chance to... Uh, you know what I'm saying, ride along with this process, see it go down. Yeah. You know, see it go down. So they're our company of the week, but they're also our main topic because we want to talk about what that process has been like and what we're going to be doing to celebrate the closure of that process and what it's going to be for the industry. We have a lot planned. So. We do have a lot planned. We do have a lot planned. But like I said, we documented, we documented the entire process from the inception of the idea in yeah. South Africa, all the way to us interviewing every single team member that we brought on here at STM. And those are interviews you can go right now on YouTube and get a chance to, you know what I'm saying, see who's all behind who's the scenes, the data, media properties, mm -hmm. a lot of the operational standpoints and things of that nature. And um, also our trailer, definitely check that on YouTube. That really was, I think, yeah. the, signific the signifying event that this thing was actually going live. And just to reiterate, in addition to our Monday show, we have additional shows dropping throughout the week. I'm on Spilling the NFT. Yeah. We have John on Open Tab, Jason and Luis on Crypto Con Leche. Uh, among many others that are, you know, either one-offs with companies or, you know, specific interviews, anything like that. Educational series we're always covering on our YouTube channel. So check that out as well. That's beautiful. I mean, that's just the beauty of this media company. You've got a chance, if you were there in October, kind of seeing our growth over these last few months. So like I said, I, I, I was new here then and I've been having a chance to be along for this ride. And it's just so amazing that we're finally here security token company, security token media company, who is actually doing a security token offering. So that way now people can actually see what this process actually looks like versus just having to read about it in a, some type of Bloomberg article or something like right. that. I feel like we made it relatable. We did. You know, we're, we're real people doing real things here in Miami, building this ground up, so. This is a job, we make it look fun, but it's actually hard work. <laughs> she saw earlier today. <laughs> yeah. um, but we also wanted to provide our community with some inside access immediately. So what we do have coming out that nobody knows about is we have a four part video series that's gonna be dropping this week that gives you an inside look on STM operations. So like I said, we have the interviews of the individual people. Now you get to see them in their work environment and kind of see what their jobs are as it relates to everybody working together. So the first video is kind of overview of STM as a whole. We have another video that talks about our media properties, like such as uh, Spill NFT, Open Tab, also our written properties, like Tokenize This, What's Tripping, and uh, our Token Tuesdays. Now we have video three, which gives you some insight on what we're doing on the data side uh, and how that's going to service the, the security token industry. And then uh, video four, where you get a chance to hear Kyle and Herwig talk about why we did the crowdfund and how they got into the idea in the first place. Yeah, and we also, in addition to that, we're gonna have live webinars. This is a little bit different in the sense it will be more geared towards our actual crowdfund. We'll be answering questions. We'll be walking you through the process of, you know, start to finish uh, participation in, in the crowdfund itself. So head over to Twitter. We'll be announcing more on that this coming week. 
And uh, as well as the dates that we're holding those, they will be all virtual, they will be live, and uh, we'll be doing those a few times throughout the next few weeks. So definitely watch out for those. And as far as investors, what are are we going to be doing to get these investors ready to make sure they have a chance to to, to invest in our offering? Right. So we're working with Securitize, and we have worked very closely with them to develop a very streamlined method of investing in this crowdfund, but you do need to be a little bit diligent. We are oversubscribed in our Pledge the Waters campaign, so we're really pushing people to get on Securitize, complete their KYC, and be prepared to invest when we do go live, um, because there is a little bit of a back end with investing in anything, but thanks to Securitize, they've really streamlined it. So any any questions on that, please feel free to reach out to us, social media, head over to our social channels. You can find out more information there. And you can always reach us via DM on you know Twitter, Instagram, any of that, or tips at stlmarket.com. That's still there. We still use that. We still use email. <laughs> and to add on to that, we will have a video that pretty much shows you how this onboard is going to go. So that way, even if you do have questions, that video will always be accessible to you guys. So that way we, we make this as easy as possible because we know when you're invested into a product, we want to ease as much friction. We want to make it pleasurable. We are hospitable people. But uh, to finish that up, what you about to say? Well, can I talk about the party? So what's going on the party? We are throwing a little party. So uh, our VIPs, please keep an eye out in your actual mailbox. <laughs> Not the digital one. We are, a, you know, a tech company, but we did send out physical invites. We really appreciate all of the people that have been involved in this process so closely. So. Um, our VIPs have invites coming your way for a very special party we're throwing here in Miami. Now, I don't know if you know this, but people of the generation don't know how to use mail. So it was quite a struggle in the office kind of figure out how to put those envelopes together. But we made it happen. Like you said, make sure you check your mail. And uh, once we get a chance to sort that out, I think we will start opening up tickets to the public. We just want right. to make sure our closest, our closest followers have a chance to attend the celebration. And then after that, we want to make sure everybody has a chance to come. So that's going to be cool. Where is this party going to be at, as a matter of fact, Megan? I think that's pretty big, right? It's here, it's here in Miami. Oh, at- it has to be. At a very small venue called Lone Depot Park, home of the Miami Marlins. I, I we shouldn't give out any more information. It's all coming this yeah. week on our social channels. So watch out there. There's gonna be a DJ. Two DJs. Multiple DJs. Yeah. Cool. Baseball, beverages. Yeah. What else could you ask for? Exactly. So, like I said, we're hospitable. We know how to host. We look forward to seeing you guys. And uh that's it for me. That's it for me, too. Um, yeah, shout out Goldman. Shout out Security Token Market. Let's do it. Happy tokenizing. Happy tokenizing. Happy tokenizing.